freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. It is the Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. This, of course, is a production of the Independence Gang, and we're happy to be here. We have a really terrific program for you tonight. But before we get to that, I just want to say, and it's not appropriate to say Happy Veterans Day. It's more of a somber day, but it's certainly a day that we take a moment and recognize the sacrifices and the commitment and the patriotism of the millions and millions of Americans that have chosen to serve in our armed forces and uh, the sacrifices they have made. Uh, Many of them have given the ultimate sacrifice. Many of them have worked hard and been able to return home to their families and their friends. But all of them are precious to us and to this country. And if you know a veteran, make sure you thank them. It shouldn't just be one day a year. It shouldn't be just Veterans Day and Memorial Day. It should be every day of the year when you see a veteran you should say thank you because it's their sacrifices and their commitment and their willingness to serve that has kept us free for 250 years so i think it's appropriate that we start the program that way brit i i have veterans i have active members in my family and veterans my dad was a marine uh he was on a boat going over the cuban missile crisis that's how old he is um my stepdad was in vietnam i got uh, cousins that were in uh, afghanistan uh, and two that were in Iraq a couple times. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely a it take a lot of poop to uh, go do a miserable job <laughs> oh, to boy. keep us free. You know what I mean? The, where they live. Yeah. The, oh, the, I know. Well, I, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. You know, we need to have a federal government that recognizes how important these folks are and begins to treat them at least a little better than they treat the illegal immigrants that are pouring across our southern border. Uh, you know, and this idea of giving them $450,000 a piece when our veterans are homeless on the streets. I mean, there's something very, very upside down. And we're going to be talking about ideas like this tonight. We've got a very terrific guest tonight. We're excited about this. We have been for a while. Larry Clayman is joining us. He's the founder and former chairman of Judicial Watch. He's also the current chairman of Freedom Watch. His website is freedomwatchusa.org, and he's got a new book out. It calls It's called It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. And Larry was connecting to us through a video connection, but we had a bit of a technical problem. We had some tech issues, so we've got him by phone. Larry, thanks for hanging in there, and thank you so much for being on the program with us thank tonight. Thank you, guys. Yeah, uh, my honor. We're excited. And yes, you said it very well with regard to our veterans. Yeah, they need to be respected. They really do, Larry. And it's a shame that uh, in some circles they're actually uh, f- despised or frowned upon. In some circles, they're ignored. Not enough of us recognize how important they are to our security and our safety and uh, the the bountiful country that we have and we enjoy today. Well, the left has always despised the military. And that's a fact. And you can see that shown with Afghanistan. Biden's become the tool of the left. He defiled them, he defamed them, he dishonored them, 
and they died. Many died over there, 13 died, others abandoned. And then, of course, to strike back, to look like the tough guy, after he committed what I consider to be negligent homicide of our own heroes, he then orders a drone strike and kills 10 Afghan civilians and seven young children. So, you know, this Veterans Day is in the backdrop of that. And I have to say, because I know many in the military as well, my brother was a Marine as well. I missed Vietnam by one year. However, uh, the military I represent in terms of Gold Star families, Pat Smith and and Charles Woods of Sean Smith and Ty Woods, who died at Benghazi, the some of the families who died in Extortion 17, you know, I know what they go through, and it's a very, very difficult time. It is very difficult, and you made, made such a great point, and I don't think this has been made enough. It's a little bit off topic from what we were going to address tonight, but that drone strike that Biden ordered was uh, an effort to look oh. tough in the face of a, an, a disaster that was unfolding in Afghanistan, an incompetence that was being demonstrated by not just Biden, but the Joint Chiefs, and they, they pull the trigger quickly to try to show some strength, and that was... Every bit as bad as the uh, bungled withdrawal itself. No, you're right. And I'm not sure it was just incompetence. You know, they wanted to kill somebody, and, and maybe they figured out, or they thought we'd never figure it out. Uh, I mean, it's beyond belief that you could be shooting at, at seven kids. It's just, it's just unreal. And it's a tragedy. And one of the things I discuss in my book, It Takes a Revolution, is that we need to take our legal system back. We are putting on citizens' grand juries. In, I know this is a little bit off point, guys, but just quickly. In 1992, late Justice Scalia, the great Justice Antonin Scalia, wrote a majority opinion for the Supreme Court, which said, it was a case called United States versus Williams, the grand jury belongs to the American people, not to three branches of government. So because we have such a corrupt Justice Department today, and I'm an alumnus, I'm, I'm embarrassed of you know, what it's become. It's become Biden-Harris's own Gestapo. We're holding citizens' grand juries, and we've already indicted Joe Biden for negligent homicide, manslaughter, and treason with regard to Afghanistan. We'll be trying him in January. We actually have a judge already picked out. In fact, his son died you know, in Benghazi. I'm not going to use the name right now, but he was an administrative law judge, and he will be presiding over these trials. Biden has gotten notice of the indictment. And on December 15th, he can plead innocent, guilty, or no low. If he doesn't appear, we'll enter a not guilty plea for him. He's invited to defend himself. He can bring his lawyers. If he doesn't defend himself, we'll try him in absentia. And I'll ask the military to carry out the sentence. Wow. Well, wow. so, uh, Larry, I'm going I'm to have to ask you to give us a little bit more information about how, how that all works, because that sounds a little foreign to most people, that you actually can do this, and it falls within the, the uh, structure and the confines of, of the legal system. Well, let's go back to our Declaration of Independence. When King George III took our legal system away from us, when we objected to his high taxes, he then tried to take our guns away from us. And the Declaration of Independence, signed on July 4, 1776, in my native city of Philadelphia, where I was born, obviously, says that when in the course of human events, the sovereign, the rulers, no longer represent the people, the people have a right under the laws of nature and nature's God, to alter or abolish that government and to form a new government bind for the people with equal rights for everyone in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Our founding fathers did not recognize the law of the king. And what they're saying is the laws of nature and nature's God. Now, where man-made law coincides 
with that, the American people can take action on their own. And that's what we did before 1870, before we had a Justice Department. That's not that long ago. And we have the right to do it. And when you have a government that is completely broken away from the American people, not just, you know, the uh, government, but also the judges, the federal judges. My book is dedicated to Thomas Jefferson. It takes a revolution. Jefferson said, federal judges, unelected, unaccountable to the people, would become despots and tyrants, causing us to shed the blood of patriots and tyrants again every 20 years or so. He didn't want to see bloodshed, neither do I, neither do you. But all of this taken together means the people have a right to enforce the laws of nature and nature's God, and to the extent they coincide, man-made law. What, what Biden did in Afghanistan was, at a minimum, negligent homicide. And if Derek Chauvin can get 22 years for putting his knee on the head of George Floyd, then Joe Biden deserves life imprisonment. Now, I would imagine you don't expect to get any kind of response from Biden uh, to this indictment. Uh, so, therefore, you'll have to enter a, a, no, a not, not guilty plea in absentia for him. But let's say you, you, know, you, you go through this process and whatever the verdict is, the verdict is. Uh, but then what happens next? You say the military gets involved. Or well, you here, want the here's military where we are, and that's out. why it's so important this Veterans Day. About three months ago, 140 retired admirals and generals, as a precursor to what's likely to occur, and I hope it doesn't, but you know, I think we're on the edge, frankly, of a coup d'etat, and I'm not advocating that. But they sent a letter to Biden, and they said, you know, either you shape up or ship out. That's basically what they said. They we're not going to allow this country to be turned into a socialist communist state. Now, we see that it, it already is there. That's where we are today. Right. If you couple that with the disrespect and what occurred in Afghanistan, the rank-and-file military, I'm not talking about the brass, the political hacks that we saw testify on Capitol Hill. I'm talking about middle-level people. And many of them retired, were entered into the Capitol on January 6th. They, you know, they've seen the, the gross corruption in this government in all three branches. I believe that the military, uh, once we get sentences, will help us carry it out. And they will have a legal means to do that. It will not be a coup d'etat. They'll simply be enforcing uh, a conviction. Even in the most leftist state in this country, you have a right, that's California, if you know of someone who's committed a felony, to arrest them and turn them over to authorities. That's in our law. All but two states have a law of citizen's arrest, either common law or statutory. And what did Wyatt Earp do? when there was nothing to you know around him to enforce the law he took matters into his own legal hands he was a u.s marshal right we can do the same thing now that sounds radical but what do you do when the justice department is being used to terrorize yeah. parents at school board meetings uh just a few days ago they raided james o'keefe at project veritas's home for no apparent reason other than the fact that Biden thought that he had a diary of his of his daughter. And they wouldn't do that to New York Times. And look at what they're doing to the January 6th defendants, most of them overwhelmingly peaceful, arresting them, charging them, and then the federal judges are rubber stamping it and throwing them in prison before they even have a hop, an opportunity to uh, prove their case, to defend themselves. The federal judiciary is our biggest threat in this country today because they're bought and paid for 
just like the judges of King George III. How do you get to be a federal judge? Political campaign contributions and other forms of legalized bribery, but it's not really legal because it's in effect the same thing. As a lawyer of 45 years, I can tell you the legal system is the most corrupt aspect of our society today, and you can see it. Look at Trump's own judges, threw him under the bus. His Supreme Court justices wouldn't even give him a hearing. So this is where we are today. The American people need to take matters legally and peacefully into their own hands. Larry, is the system broken by itself, or are the people that are that are uh, in charge of the system broken? Where's the where where the where are the flaws right now? It's the people that are in charge of the system, you know. And, and it was John Adams who said, "It doesn't matter how many times you change your rulers or forms of government, without ethics, morality, and religion." There will not be a lasting liberty. Others said similar things. You can only keep liberty and freedom if you have people who are honest and ethical. And Jefferson actually predicted the, the, the downward turn, and that's where he added, from time to time, we're going to have to have a little rebellion. That's the manure yeah. of government. And we are at that point right now, guys. You know, we can pretend that we're not, but when you have a political system as corrupt as we have, with just two political parties, one, in my view, literally inhabited by the devil, the Democrats. The other has become a money-raising, racketeering enterprise. That's the Republican Party, of which, you know, I'm still a registered Republican. I ran as a Republican in Florida in 2003 in the, for the U.S. Senate. You know, what do, what do you do at that point? You know, the Republicans claim they're going to be the political messiah. But what did they do when they had all three branches of government? Did they reform Obamacare? Did they balance the budget? No. Nope. The Republicans, Republican leaders knew what was going to happen in Afghanistan. They got national security briefings. They sat there, did not give us the clarion call. They knew what was going to happen. And now you see them on TV, everybody from Tom Cotton to Lindsey Graham to, uh, you know, all of them smiling at what happened because they think that's going to allow them to regain power. Right. And the fact is, they sacrificed the American servicemen, the veterans, for their own political ends. And the Democrats and Republicans, they're flip side of the same coin. One is the American League, one's the National League. They're all part of the NFL. And, you know, they make money, hand over fist, they acquire power, they have lunch together, they have dinner together, they go to parties together, and they laugh at the rest of us in, in the uh, hinterland of this country. That's where we are. Yeah, And it's also, if, if I may say so, we also have at Freedom Watch, you can see it at freedomwatchusa.org, where you can actually watch our citizens' grand juries. You can watch them in real time every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. But you can, we also record them, and you can watch them. But on July 5th and 6th in Philadelphia, we held a Third Continental Congress. We brought together very distinguished delegates, people like Alan Keyes, people like Sheriff Joe Arpaio, people from around the country, people like yourselves, and you're invited to participate going forward. And we are debating whether to declare independence. I believe we need a new government. We don't need a new nation, but we need a new government. And we need to fine-tune the Constitution. We need to take away immunity from government officials, from judges. And we should put a right to life in there, make it clear. You know, we can do things, really, to establish a new government. And and what did did, uh, Charles de Gaulle do in World War II when the Nazis took over France? He started a government in London, England, and then returned. Well, we would do it peacefully and legally, but what do we need these people for? They don't represent us. 
The fact that we've got Biden and Harris today, you can thank the Republicans for that. Yeah. Uh, I often uh, quote uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, who said, liberty cannot be established without morality, nor morality without faith, which is another way of saying what you just said is in relationship to mm. honest and uh, people with integrity to be able to uh, maintain freedom, which we don't have right now. I want to shift gears a little bit because the, sure. bo- the book, the title is um, is quite interesting. It takes a revolution. Forget the scandal industry. Larry, what are we talking about when we talk about the scandal industry? What I'm talking about is that people have started to view scandals, view the unfortunate situation that we're in with regard to our economy, with regard to immigration, our open borders, with regard to the the generation of our ethics and morality where we're teaching, you know, homosexuality and transgenderism to kids in schools, that this is cool, you know, that kind of thing. They get entertained. I'm talking about shows like Sean Hannity's show. You get addicted to it. And you think that that's all you need to do is to sit there on the couch and eat popcorn, drink Coca-Cola, or maybe a martini, and you've done what needs to be done. So that's what I'm saying is that, you know, turn off cable news, you know, get to work, do something, stop being entertained. That's the gist of it. How do, this is Britt, by the way, how do, how do we get, okay, number one, I live in Southern California. I work in Hollywood. I am surrounded by the leftists everywhere and they get their information from the corporate media and the corporate media only and what they see on social media which is fed to them by the algorithms of big tech how do we get them to break away or are they a lost cause do we have to cut do we have to to cut bait from them and then just move on without them is that where we're at no we have to move on without them these people are beyond you know freedom watch has an office in in los angeles i know what you're talking about i'm out there frequently you know, if you wear an American flag down the street, people stop you and say you must be a Trump supporter. I mean, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. These people, it's, it's la la land for a reason. And, you know, I just ignore it. But, you know, that there are a lot of conservatives in California. They're the minority. And it, it's a Gideon's army. You, At the foundation of this country, there were very few people who wanted to break away from the British crown. It was the pamphleteers like Thomas Paine the founding fathers who wrote, very learned people, who got the people to understand that unless they took some risks, big risks, that they would be living in a dictatorship. Well, we're already living in a dictatorship. And if we have time, let, let me run through how the left has done this. Number one, use COVID-19 to take total control of the people. First, it was, you know, being under house arrest, you know, at the beginning of COVID-19, now it's the vaccine mandates, which is destroying the economy. People are quitting in droves. Then you dump a lot of money into the economy so people don't want to work. You destroy capitalism that way. Can't find workers anymore. Then you use the Justice Department as your own Gestapo to quell dissent. Anybody who really does anything in a, in a public way that threatens this administration is they have their their houses broken into with FBI agents. They're handcuffed. They're thrown against the wall, like James O'Keefe and several of my clients who were there January 6th, and they were peaceful. And that's a warning to the rest of the country. Don't challenge us. Then you allow immigrants to run across the border, illegal immigrants that have disease, COVID-19, God knows what else, human traffickers, drug traffickers, sex traffickers. And you allow these people to come in, presumably they'll vote Democratic someday. They'll vote left because they're very grateful. 
that they had an open border to come into this country. Then you bankrupt the country through huge expenditures where debt rises, and you then limit the supply chain to create great inflation to, again, destroy the fabric of our society. And last but not least, you destroy the military, which obviously they're well on their way doing in terms of Afghanistan. This is not negligence. This is intentional. And these radicals, whether it's radical, most people in these groups, by the way, are good, I'll say, but the, the, the radicals in these groups, radical blacks, radical members of the Marxian Jewish left, and I'm J Jewish Christian myself, so nobody can accuse me of being anti-Semitic, but these people are Marxists. Then you've got radical feminists, radical atheists, radical gays, lesbians, and transgenders, radical Muslims. They're all teaming up. And once they take total control, and they nearly have it, they'll start fighting with each other because they have very little in common. This country will be torn apart at the seams. But the, most people in these groups are good people, but they're living in a dream world. That's what you see in Los Angeles in large part. They don't know that they're sitting on the deck of the Titanic, these very rich people in Hollywood and in Beverly Hills. They don't realize that nothing's going to be left even for them. That's how arrogant they are, frankly, and how stupid they are. So this is where we are today. I keep saying that. I keep saying that that they think that they're going to be the ones in control. And all you got to do is study Venezuela, study Cuba, study. There's so many countries we could study. It's the, it's the very top of this. Like the 1% of the 1% are the ones that end up in control. And the rest of us are in the ditch. And they don't see that. They think they're going to be on the top. I'll tell you, Larry, that a couple of years ago and back, had you said all this to me, I would have looked at you like you had a third eye. Today, I look at what you say and I go, yeah, I, I agree with this. I cannot believe how many times I've said this last year. Damn, Alex Jones was right. How did this happen? We are in a spot that blows my mind. And I... Answer, you know what I've been hearing? I do a lot of talk radio. Wait, and I'm always careful to huh? say peaceful and legal. Um, but I also warn people that if we can't do it peacefully and legally, all hell's going to break loose. But I'm starting to hear a lot of talk show hosts lately talking about uh, a violent revolution, that that's the only means. And it very well may be. And we may have to resort to that. I'm trying not to resort to that. I'm trying to head it off. But in the end, if we declare a new government and the government moves on us, as King George III did, moving on the founding fathers and the colonies, then we'll have to defend ourselves. And that's why we have a Second Amendment right. That's why we have a right in the Second Amendment to commission militias. Militia is not a dirty word. That's to protect us from the tyranny of government. And... This is something which I believe, if we can't arrest it quickly now, is going to happen. And when you push people up against the wall and you give them no choice, and now people are starting to feel the pain of inflation and, and everything else in this economy, uh, which hits them personally, and their kids are now being you know, basically brainwashed in school with critical race theory and teaching people that transgenderism and transsexualism is normal and homosexuality. You know, I, I believe these people should live a, a life and be left alone and they have their rights, but don't push it on other people. Don't, don't push it in, in people's but, faces. And, and they don't like it. People don't like it. They don't want to be, have their kids told that homosexuality is normal or transgenderism is a cool idea and you can, under Obamacare, get a free operation and become a transsexual if that's what you want to be. You know, with, and you start messing around with kids, you are in a revolutionary situation. Well, 
That's where we're at. They've started messing around with the kids. The FBI, <laughs> uh, Merrick Gartland, you know, the FBI's, and that's what set off the, the mama bears. And that's why this big explosion is happening within the education. But I, I, th this is what I tell my, my friends when they look at me like I'm crazy. It's like, look, I want to be left alone. I won't violate your, I won't violate your liberties. You don't violate my liberties. We have a basic, a basic rules of the road, the constitution. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. The problem is they will not stop coming at me. They will not stop coming at our side. They, they want to, they're authoritarians and they want to tell us what to do. And we want to be left alone. We will lose in that battle all the time. If we stay on the high road, sometimes we have to get down and fight with them. And I'm, I'm like you, I don't want to see bloodshed. No one. I mean, I've seen some horrible stuff in third world countries and I don't ever want us to go there ever. But I also don't want to live, live under the boot of China, which is, it seems like that's where we're going. No, absolutely. You know, there comes a point, you know, what did they used to say? I'm older than you are. Popeye, enough is enough and enough <laughs> is too much. I can't take it no more. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's where he, at that point he had to take out Brutus, right? Yeah. So, so this is, this is where we he are. Did. I mean, Wyatt Earp. Okay. What did he have to do when, when, you know, they killed all of his brothers? He took care of business himself because there's nobody else around to do it. I mean, you got a situation now. Look at John Durham, okay? You know, everybody's euphoric about John Durham. Too little, too late, okay? And he's not going to indict Hillary Clinton. He's not going to indict Jake Sullivan. He's not going to indict the higher-ups. They don't do that because they leave them alone. They burn a few lower-level people to justify how much money they've spent in their special counsel investigations. So, and the American people know that the system of justice is corrupt, the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, where I've practiced now for 45 years, is the most corrupt court in the country. Every single judge is going after January 6th protesters, even the peaceful ones, and they were overwhelmingly peaceful, throwing them in prison pending trial, telling them if they watched a symposium of Mike Lindell, that's going to incite them to violence, so they need to stay in prison before they're tried for these minor crimes of trespass. You've got a, a judge recently, uh, Christopher Cooper, uh, a woman, a white woman who's blonde, said, I don't think I'm going to go to prison because I'm white and blonde. Well, it wasn't real smart to say that. She was peaceful. But he threw her in prison because of that. And he's black. You know, and they've got white judges over there who are out, out of control, who are, are, you know, just doing the bidding because they fear that they're next. The American people have seen the corruption in our legal system. And... In my book, It Takes a Revolution, figuratively speaking, when I talk about the corruption on the federal bench, and I name 10, at least in my first book, and also it's being updated right now, the Federal Judicial Hall of Fame, the subtitle is First to the Guillotines. I believe that the first to be held accountable will be the federal judges and Supreme Court justices. And one other point, I know I'm rambling a little bit, guys. If you believe in God... I like it. Do you do you think he's just sitting around watching, saying "la di da, la di da"? I don't think so. No. You know, he, he, how did how did Moses get free of the Pharaoh? God sent a plague into Egypt, destroyed their agriculture, killed the firstborn son of every Egyptian, until the Pharaoh said, "I give up. I'll let Moses leave," and he left with his people, with the Jewish people. And forty years later, he found the Promised Land. Having killed hundreds of millions of babies uh, through abortion mills, you know, disrespecting God's word in the schools and what you teach the kids, I can go on and on and on. Do you think God's just sitting there watching? He's destroyed, he's destroyed many civilizations over time, and I think he sent us a warning. 
shape up or ship out. Same warning to military sent Biden. And uh, I just don't see this as, as just all accidental that everything's coming down on our head at once. I think to some extent we're getting what we deserved. And we better turn it around real fast. Yeah, Larry, if we had an honest media doing its job, uh, would, would we be in this mess? Well, it would certainly help to educate the people and to get them to understand. And that's what you do so well, and that's what I try to do in addition you know, to filing lawsuits, citizens, grand juries, third continental congresses. But yes, educating people is very important. And it was the printing press and pamphlets that coalesced the colonies in the days and years and months leading up to 1776. We need to educate, yes, but we also need to act. And, you know, my book, It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry, I would read it in conjunction with Mark Levin's book. Mark Levin's, it's a good book, but we already knew that Marxism's here. We didn't need to know that. His solution is boycott and protest. That's not enough. I mean, I have much stronger solutions in my book, like the Citizens' Grand Juries, like the Third Continental Congresses declaring independence. If we just go along to get along, we're gone, frankly, in a matter of months. I mean, that's where we are right now. I don't think people realize what, what bad shape we are in right now. Do, Larry, do you see Donald Trump as being part of the of this problem of the system, or was he someone who, while in office, started to pull back the curtain a little bit and let us really see what was going on inside? Well, first of all, there's no political messiah, and I say that in my book. So even if Trump had been reelected, it would have only been for four years. He did some really good things. I was, in effect, his de facto law firm. I mean, he had other lawyers that he had directly hired, but we tried to help him at Freedom Watch. But unfortunately, Trump could not unite the people. I do believe that there was massive fraud. I do believe there's a chance that he may have won that the election. I think he probably did. But he would have won overwhelmingly if he didn't alienate so many people unnecessarily, I believe, even with the fraud. And we need somebody more like a Ronald Reagan now to to lead the American people, like a George Washington, you know, or Thomas Jefferson or whoever. We don't need somebody that's going to light fires as as well-intentioned as Trump was. And he needs we need somebody that's going to hang around good people. Look who Trump hung around. The Roger Stones, the Paul Manaforts, the Michael Cohens, the others. You are who you hang around with. And although I'm very grateful to Trump, and I tried to help him, I don't think he's the answer going forward. We're talking tonight with Larry Klayman. He's the author of a book, mm-hmm. It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry. Uh, changing topics just a little bit here. You talked about uh, COVID being kind of a catalyst that has really f- pushed this uh, this swing to the left, uh, put it in in hyperdrive, if you will. It seems to me that this is what the left had been trying to do with climate change for years and just couldn't get around the corner. But then COVID comes along. So my question to you, Larry, about this is, do you think there was something intentional about COVID for this? Or do you think it was just there was an opportunity, the left jumped on it? Are you talking about from the Chinese perspective? Was it intentional? I, I'm not even sure it's just the Chinese perspective. That's, I guess, that's well, the broader who knows, question. Who knows where it emanates? I'm skeptical about this Delta variant. I don't think it's COVID. And we know that Fauci, by the way, looks like the devil. I call him Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> Fauci was doing gain-of-function research in this country. They dug up bodies in Oregon of the Spanish flu, which killed over 75 million people. 
did the Spanish flu get out again? And if you look at, at, at the statistics, and you can see testimony of some witnesses that are citizens' grand juries, because we've indicted Fauci, too. We're going to try him, too, for lying to the American people, for collaborating with the Chinese, you name it, is that the statistics show that overwhelmingly the people that have died in the last year and a half died from influenza, not COVID-19. If you look at CDC statistics and John Skopkin's statistics, so there's something not quite right here. And, of course, now, you know, get back to the kids. They're ramming it down the throats of kids. What about girl kids that, that want to have children someday? We know that it can affect giving birth to children. And actually, and we don't know exactly how at this point. You know, I would call Dr. Fauci Dr. Mengele. He's closer to that mm. than, than a real doctor. But let me go back to Trump, too, as a way, because I want to clarify that is that we have to move forward. And, and even if you wanted the Donald to come back, the rabid leftist Democrats in New York City and in D.C. will indict him for tax evasion, tax fraud. It'll be a phony indictment, as was the Russian collusion investigation. But that'll tie him and his family up for years. So if the American people think, and this gets back to the point of my book, It Takes a Revolution, there's no political messiah. We have to do it for ourselves. We have to rise up, and a, a, a good group of, of a smaller group of people, a Gideon's army, can be much more effective than a huge army with people who truly believe in the vision of our founding fathers. And people will join us, and we have to start that right now. We need new political parties. Democrats and Republicans, they can stay and do their thing, but we need other parties. We need competition. I'm an old antitrust lawyer. I helped break up AT&T when I was a Justice Department lawyer. The answer is not just the Democrats or Republicans. We need some fresh blood here, and we need fresh leaders. We need people, you know, from both parties. You know, we need the Sarah Palins. We need the Michelle Bachmans. We need the Tulsi Gabbards. We need people who have been trashed by their own parties and know what it's all about because they stood for something, who are not afraid to get cut, you know, take the heat, not those who play the game to perpetuate their own existence and build up their wealth. You know, and look at our U.S. senators. If they don't come in wealthy, they certainly leave wealthy. Yeah. And and you look at Biden. Yes. Forty-seven years is a multi-millionaire. Where did he get the money? Well, now we know. We know what he did with Hunter and and others. You know, communist China, Ukraine, and Russia. These people are bribed to the hilt. Mitch McConnell has taken money under the table through his wife Elaine Chao, who, whose family has huge interests in communist China. I know that at Judicial Watch. You know, we uncovered that John Wong, who had given money to the Clintons, laundered communist Chinese money, gave money to Mitch McConnell as well. You know, so this is what we've got, a bunch of money changers, a bunch of corrupt people running our government from both political parties. It's time to say we've had enough to go our own way and to start over again. And we can do it. And I'm saying take the Capitol out of Washington, D.C., maybe put it back at Independence Hall yes. in Philadelphia, where it all began. And let's start anew. And I believe the military will protect us. I believe they've had it. I really do. One more question, then, Britt, you can take it for a minute here. Uh, how do mandates fit into this, Larry? Uh, what is the purpose in this greater scheme that you see um, of with the Biden administration and the leftists that are running the country at this point? What, how do the mandates fit in? Is it is it just to get compliance, or is it is it a process of weeding out people who won't comply? 
Well, it's a way to take control. It's a way to destroy the economy. We see what's happening. You know, airline pilots won't fly. I've got clients who have been had the stuff forced down their throats. I got a client, potential client now, is working for the PGA, and you know he had natural immunity, and they forced him out. Professional Golfers Association of all places. Um, you know, it's an attempt to destroy the economy. That's what it's all about. And and then ask yourself this question: Why would you even take these vaccines when the damn things don't even work? Right. How many people are, are getting? <laughs> Um, COVID-19 with vaccines. How many people have reactions? You know, uh, Dr. Judy Mikovits, I don't know if you mentioned her earlier. She's my client. She wrote A Plague of Corruption, and she worked with Fauci. She knows what a criminal this guy is. And, you know, she'll tell you that if you've had COVID-19, if you take the vaccine, you, you run the risk of dying, actually, because you'll get a violent reaction frequently. Certain groups, because of their DNA, are more susceptible, blacks and Hispanics. You know, all of this has not really been studied to any great extent, and now they're pushing it on kids. I have next-door neighbors whose whose kids just got vaccinated today. I mean, I don't know how you do something like that. I really don't. These, You know, and they're leftists. They're nice people. But, you know, they just, they don't understand. They believe the government. You know, what? what did Ronald Reagan say? The scariest words in the English language are, hi, I'm here from the government and here to help you. Yeah. You know, in today's world, yes, you can't believe a, go- a word the government says, nor can we believe the big pharma because they're making trillions and trillions of dollars. And I'm sure they're kicking back some money to the politicians in the process. Oh, of course they are. It's a big money laundering machine. And and you said we can't trust big government. We can't even trust small government. I mean, I, I'm watching this writ, uh, this uh, uh, Al Rittenhouse case. And this prosecutor and that department and what they're doing and what the cops did, the, the corruption goes from the top all the way down to the local yokels. And right. have you watched this yeah, house case? I mean, the judge the, is literally the, yelling at the prosecutor. You know, I haven't seen this take on what's going on out there. People are giving accolades to this judge because, you know, he speaks out. <clears throat> but with what the prosecutor did, the judge should have declared a mistrial and dismissed the case with prejudice. He should have dismissed the indictment with prejudice. Why didn't he do that? He may do that in the end. I think he probably is a good man. But I think he fears for his life. If he did that, the community in Kenosha would probably kill him. You know, that's it's a lynch, lynch bob mentality out there. So he's keeping it in his back pocket. He's hoping that the jury will acquit Kyle Rittenhouse to get him off the hook. But even if he's not acquitted, he has the ability then to do what I'm just suggesting he can do. So those are the kinds of political games that are played. Even on the even on the bench, this is a state court judge. I think the guy is probably better than ninety nine percent of other judges from what I've seen, but he's still playing political games. This case should be over by now. It's a disgrace. Right. So so, and he's also a boomer. So he is of a gener a, a different generation, a generation of 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 responsibility and respect for the law, I believe. But I think you're right. I think he's looking at the mob and going, "Geez, how do I how do I thread this needle to not burn this city to the ground again or the country to the ground again?" Um, I'm just a regular guy, Larry. I, I, I still have a day job. Uh, JV is a pro and he's been doing radio all of his life. And he asked me to be his partner in this new adventure of his, which I don't know why, but I love it. I have fun doing this. Yeah. I'm a regular guy that swings a hammer to this day. What the hell can I do to help, to help people like you, people like me that we were, we're busy working, trying to feed our families. What can I do? To actually help. Well, I wouldn't donate money to the Republican Party. That just enriches them. 
but I would become activists. People can join our Justice League at FreedomWatchUSA.org. They can do other things, you know, join other worthy causes and groups. And and frankly, I think they should arm themselves to the hilt, to be blunt, because when they start coming for us, we have a right to defend ourselves. And I, and they should join our effort, there. our Third Continental Congress. Uh, we're, we are going to declare independence, and we are going to form a new government. And nobody can stop us. Nobody can stop our founding fathers. We have to take risks. We cannot allow this to continue. Both political parties are corrupt. One is, is pure evil, the Democrats. But the Republicans are in it for themselves. They're in it for the money. And then, you know, ask yourself this question. I like to say that. Who was worse, <laughs> King George III or Biden and Harris? King George III was not a socialist. Yeah. King George III was not a communist. King George III was not an atheist. He was not a radical Muslim, radical member of the Marxian Jewish left, radical LGBTQT, radical black, you name it. He simply wanted to overtax us to pay for the rest of his empire. And we didn't like that because we were rich at the time. We didn't want to have, it, have his empire paid on our back. And when we rebelled at the Boston Tea Party and elsewhere, then he went for our guns, and then he took our legal system away. Now, you know, ask again, ask yourself this question. This is where we are today, okay? Why is it that the Republicans seem to be going lockstep? They just approved this boondoggle uh, infrastructure bill, which doesn't really, I mean, maybe a third of the money in that goes to bridges and roads. The rest right. of it is all, you know, social welfare stuff that's pumping money into the economy, causing people not to work. You know, where is the Republican Party? They've never been there. And, and give Trump credit in that regard. He wasn't a Republican. You know, and they tried to stab him in the back, and they did. So, you know, there is no salvation. I have people in my family who are saying, Larry, take it easy. You know, enjoy life. Uh, and I say, I can't do that. You know, I can't do that for the children, for the grandchildren, for future generations. Our founding fathers, you know, they were rich. Jefferson and Washington would be rich even with inflation in today's world. They didn't have to do what they did, but they knew what was going to happen for future generations. And therefore, we now have to, I firmly believe, form a new government, take back our legal system, fine-tune our Constitution, and leave the rest of these clowns to commit crimes against each other. We've got to have Basically, the courage what to do we it. need to do is... We need to plant a tree today that we will never sit underneath its shade for our kids so that they can sit underneath the shade. Well said. Well said. Larry, does um, when when you create a mm. new government, as, you, as you've outlined as part of, of the process that you're uh, undergoing here, does that government does that government have a geographic mm. um Authority, or how how does that work? Because obviously, it would be in competition with the government of the United States when it's created. Well, we were in competition with the king when we created the United States. You know, in, in 1776, right? That's that's to be debated and and to put into effect. But you can leave the states in place. You can leave the states in place, mm -hmm. but. We come up with at least a new federal government and new and new state governments. And you know, one of the things that we need to do in terms of fine tuning our constitution, we have no way of getting rid of people like Biden, right? You know, peacefully and legally. It, impeachments never worked. 
uh, it's just not workable. So maybe we need a, a recall provision, you know, that we can recall people like that. Or maybe we need to go to a modified parliamentary system because this system is not working right now. With a vote of no confidence, we could get rid of this clown. We can't survive another three years with this guy. No, we can't. And and, and Kamala Harris, I mean, That's worse. this woman, I mean, Biden is dumb enough, okay? I mean, you know, the guy had to commit plagiarism several times in his life. But but Kamala Harris, I mean, is just a moron, okay? I mean, and, and then Nancy Pelosi spends more time getting facelifts than, than running the country. I mean, it's, yeah. it's beyond belief. It's, you know, how can you survive with that? And our, and our adversaries see that right now, and they're, they're waiting to pounce. I believe they're waiting to pounce. And they're, they're smart, not, not through a nuclear war in all likelihood, but like what China did, you know, with, with the COVID and, and, and with other things. Is they, they can destroy us in other ways. And um, the United States is the great Satan, but we better stand up for ourselves quickly. So, yes, we need to sit down. I hope you guys will join the Third Continental Congress. It's not a Larry Clayman show. You know, I want to put learned people together, uh, people like Ambassador Alan Keyes and I'm, others. I'm l- yeah. I'm definitely going to look this up and join. I'm going to. Yeah, this is this, is this is this is terrific, Larry. I mean, it, it's it's you know, we, we never sure when we interview somebody for the first time exactly how the conversation is going to unfold. But the things you're saying here are actually quite encouraging They're refreshing that there are people and there is a group that recognizes what we're facing, how dire the circumstances are. And then if we don't act now, we don't take a stand now. We, there, there's a time that's coming, and it's not too far in the distant future where we there's no looking back. And uh, I, I appreciate this message very let, much. Let, yeah, let's let's take a look at what happened in, in the years leading up to World War II in in Germany. Okay, you know I'm of Jewish heritage. I'm a Christian as well. Jesus has come to me twice in difficult times in my life, but I consider myself Jewish too. And my fellow Jews in those years thought that it was a passing issue yep. with Hitler. Yep. They thought they were German before they were Jewish. And what happened? They were put on boxcars and sent to concentration camps and wound up in ovens and in gas chambers. Yep. And I'm not saying that we're at that point yet, but if you think this is just going to go away, that you could that's the subtitle of my book, that you can sit on the catch couch and watch cable T V and that's enough, then you can write the whole country off. The book again is uh, is a terrific uh, work, and it's called um, "It Takes a Revolution." Forget the scandal industry, Larry. We said we'd keep you for about fifty minutes. We've done that. Where can people find the book? You can get it uh, all online uh, at Amazon.com. Ironically, I've sued them a number of times. <laughs> uh, Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million. But at Freedom Watch, if you donate fifty dollars, which helps us do our work, I'll send it to you for free. You can go to FreedomWatchUSA.org. FreedomWatchUSA.org. Does, Org. does Freedom Watch, in addition to obviously taking uh, financial support, does it look for people to get involved in other ways? It does. To join our citizens' grand juries, if you're not a convicted felon and, and will swear that you'll be fair, you can sit on our citizens' grand jury. Uh, you can participate in our Third Continental Congresses. Uh, we sometimes uh, let people know that we're bringing class action lawsuits, that if classes are certified. For instance, we brought a class action lawsuit in Dallas, Texas, against the Communist Chinese for, uh, for COVID-19. 
so we you know we have lists that we would then ask the court to add these people in once the case is certified. So those are the kinds of things we do. You know, when I ran Judicial Watch, we did it this way. We brought these hard-hitting cases. Judicial Watch today is mostly getting documents, okay? And that's helpful, but you can't create justice with just documents. You have to be able to bring hard-hitting lawsuits, citizens' grand juries, and do stuff that's unconventional. And that's what I'm saying is, is that's what my book talks about. It's not just sitting there hoping for the best. We cannot hope for the best right now. I have a question about the about the grand juries and, and, and joining up and helping out. Do we do we have to go to a certain area for these cases, or is this done online, like Zoom call type thing? It's or? done on Zoom How does call. That work? Yeah. So it's virtual. Yeah, it's virtual. Okay. Virtual. Okay. So and you know, and that's you know, there are some positive things that came out of COVID nineteen, and, <laughs> and that's that's the fact that we we can use this to communicate in today's world, and it cuts the cost. And frankly, we don't have the money anymore. Right. American people don't have the money to travel and. And travel is a risk. So that's where we are. And, yeah, we want as many people to join us as possible. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. And you have to be fearless, guys. We cannot be afraid. Yeah. Larry, thanks so much for your time. And thank you even more for your work and everything that you've done, not just recently, but through the years. You've done a lot of tremendous things uh, in, in the cause of freedom, and we appreciate all of it. Thank you, and I appreciate you, too. Thank you for letting me say my piece. And what you're doing is extremely important because you're getting the clarion call out to the American people. Well, we need to mobilize them right now. Thank you for that. And we look forward to actually having you back on the program at some point, too, because this is ongoing work, and we're going to have to continue to talk about it. Once again, the website is freedomwatchusa.org. You can go there, learn more about Freedom Watch. You can join the organization, help out. You can, if, uh, As Larry said, if with a $50 contribution, you'll actually get a copy of the book instead of sending the money to Jeff Bezos. So, um, wow, Britt, that, that was, that was, um, wow. that was powerful stuff. I, I didn't expect that. That was powerful <laughs> stuff. I did, I, wow. I thought it was gonna be all about trashing the media and what they're doing, man. This went down a different rabbit hole. Uh, that was actually more serious and more consequential, useful? consequential, right you, I mean, consequential. Um, uh, definitely a road of what regular people can do. And I just needed to know about the, I'm sorry, I was a little rough on the ending there. I just had to know, do I have to go to Texas or go to Washington or go to sit on this jury or is it virtual? And I'm, I'm, now that it's virtual, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah. That's something that can totally be done. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I had no idea that was even a possibility, but, you know, I don't study the Constitution like he does. Yeah, this is pretty big stuff. I mean, the fact that there's this this there's a person who understands this, and it's not just a person, but it's a group. But Larry is kind of leading the charge here, uh, and Freedom Watch. They're going to uh, actually try people uh, who have committed crimes. <laughs> this is going to be very fascinating to watch this unfold, and they are going to have yeah. a third uh, Continental Congress. Is that what what he called it? The Third Continental Congress, yeah, where they yeah, are going the to form a new government now. It's an uphill climb. There's no doubt about that. But man, if if it gets enough attention, maybe it at least, if nothing else, sends a, a message to the places that messages need to be sent. Uh, but then again, it could it could get a, a full head of steam, and there could be enough people behind this that it could actually make a significant difference. So, I don't know. Our our divide in this country is so deep right now. Um, that I could easily see parts of Florida and Texas and Louisiana, just parts of the country spinning off into this new whatever. So, okay, I'm going to sign up for it. I mean, we have counties that are jettisoning from blue states wanting to join red states. I mean, it's already in the air. Yeah, 
right. It is already in the air of this moving the, the state lines around and counties around where people want to be. Um, so this could absolutely get traction and take off. And as, especially if this is legal, legal document within the constitution, like, like Larry was stating. So why not? Let me I mean, just, that, that might be the fix. That might be the divorce we need. Yeah. Let me just uh, answer Corey's question in the YouTube chat. Wanted to know what an alternate website would be to Amazon to buy the book. Two, two that I, I remember. One is he said you could go to freedomwatchusa.org, and with a contribution, you can get the book. He, they might sell it there, too. I'm, I don't remember. But he did say Barnes & Noble online, too. So if you don't want to go to Amazon, you can go to Barnes & Noble. It's there. Yeah, um, we did put links in the in the show notes. Uh, if you just want to click through and just buy it, um, so there there are there is, if you don't want to go through the search look, but there are definitely links to the book in the show notes. Yeah, I um load the video that's playing right now. Yeah, um, I'm I was I'm I'm that was a great conversation. I really really enjoyed hearing what he had to say, and like you said, I did. It's not what we expected. It's not the conversation we expected to have. Yeah. I now understand why the mainstream corporate media hates him. Yeah. I get it now. I get it. I mean, I was, I was the last couple of days I've been doing my, I mean, I've, I've known of him because you know, we're, we're political junkies. He's in and out, but I really started to study him specifically. And man, I mean, CNN calling him a nut job and you know, uh, MSNBC right wing wacko, uh, Sue happy lawyer. I mean, just from all different directions. I mean, there were even some, uh, Republicans that were pissed off. Well, at you, him because he was suing them for stuff. Was, yeah. But now I get it. Yeah. I get it. He he wants to blow the he wants to blow the uniparty up, which I am on figuratively. Yeah. Figuratively. Legally and peacefully, he wants to eliminate the uniparty. And I am totally on board with that. Yeah. Totally yeah. on board with that. A third, fourth, fifth party, I'm game with that. Um and and you know what? And the one thing he said this is what pisses me off. This is what really pisses me off. Our founding fathers gave us an amazing government where we could all live under. We really could, left, right, center. We could all live under what the founding fathers gave us. And, you know, we don't all get what we want. It's just not the way it works in life. And it would work. But the problem is there is a large enough chunk of this country, about 33% of them, that are hardcore authoritarian Marxists. He keep want he wanted to single them out, you know, the LGBT, the radical blacks, the radical, the what was he called, the the Marxist Jewish cult, whatever that was. The bottom line is they're just radicals. They're radical authoritarians. It doesn't matter what what sex they are, what religion they are, what race they are, what it doesn't matter. They're just radical authoritarians that want to tell you what to do. And for whatever reason, we've had it so good for so long. They're unhappy in their little life that they want to tell us what to do. And they're just radicals. And but there's a large enough number of them and they've gotten themselves into power and we need to fight them off or we need to fight them off there's no there's no other we've, we've got to push them back whether it's we just got to push them back however we got to do it i'm trying to censor what i'm about to say so i don't <laughs> well, get us, you know, I, this this whole conversation has to be centered censored off of youtube as soon as we stop the broadcast because everything in it would get us our third and oh. final strike <laughs> so hopefully we get yeah. it, we get it off in time i mean maybe just having larry's name in the title already has us on tar uh, target on our back who knows well i'll tell you i'll tell you this right now uh because i, I on the socials on twitter i shared it you know and all stuff minimal minimal interaction i mean it's yeah. like i think i got like four people that viewed it basically it's out crazy. of you know, seventy thousand people on my twitter feed 
You know, and then I look at the I look at another tweet I did you know, several hours ago, and you know it's got you know like nineteen thousand views. What? So it's his name. It's the link to the book. It's the Twitter just hammered it. I look over on Gab, and it gets great. You know, it gets the same normal traction yeah. that all my other stuff over there gets, which is not. But so yeah, they are definitely hammering us down. And he is definitely on a blacklist of some sort. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but wow, I I, I completely understand why. The mainstream media, the corporate types, the the uniparty. I, I I get why they don't like him because he's over target and he makes their life miserable and he doesn't let them get away with shit. Yeah, and he's he calls <laughs> and them I think all he's out. Gonna try and, I think he's going to try and take their power away. Calls them all out, and regardless of the party, regardless of who they are, what what office they hold, doesn't matter. Uh, and he did have some heroes that he mentioned. He mentioned people like Sarah Palin. I was surprised to hear that name. Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, who's the who's the third one he mentioned? Um, there was there was, oh, there was God, another yeah, one. Yeah, was it was Gabbard Tulsi. Yeah, um, yeah, there was a couple other ones in there. I mean, he talked about Reagan a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, he is he said we need a I mean, Reagan. He is we right. Do. You know, Trump might not be the answer going forward, but Trump might be the only answer we have that can go forward. You know, I mean, we we might need well, another I mean, one of the bowl. He put it very well. More, he put but. it very well. He said, you know, we 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 can't we we can't wait or can't we won't get a political savior. We won't get a you know, a Joan of Arc yeah. to lead us to victory. It's that's just not how it's going to happen. We've got to do it ourselves. No. We will have leaders in this movement to change things, but the, we can't. We can't make the leader the cause. The cause has to be us, and the leader just helps organize. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of what he was saying there. But yeah, yeah so uh, great program. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, with with our form of government, we we need one of two things. We either need a very strong moral base, however people get their morals. I mean, we're we're Christian, so we're Judeo-Christian, so we get it from the Ten Commandments and the Bible. And but there are other— What not? Most religions, Buddhas—did I say what not again? Yeah, Damn, you did. I didn't even realize I said that. Why not? You go, you, why, not? Why, not? why not? You just throw it in there at the end like you need to, because you're not—it's like you're saying period. I'm like just seeing if you're paying attention. Oh, I hear it every I'm, time. Well, I'm having my cape— I'm having my cape made, so but maybe you need to wear the whatnot cape because you're the one censoring it. I will it's sticking slay it up. Every whatnot, you're... slay them. <laughs> uh, the whatnot warrior. With the our, whatnot with our, warrior. With the whatnot warrior. The WW. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> w and W. Whatnot warrior. Oh my God. Uh, is whatnot one word or two words? It's no words, frankly. It shouldn't be any words. Uh, I might be. I don't. I think it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it would be considered. Do we have any two. grammar Nazis in well, chat think, that can help us? I think Is it's it... technically two words, but I think in in using it the way you do, I think you might get away with making it one word. Oh, gotcha. All right. Anyway, with our form of government, we need one of two things. We either need a strong moral base, which comes normally from a religious type thing. Whether whatever religion it is, whatever gives you no, you know, it's not. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't be kind about this. It's not whatever religion. Our entire system of government is based on Judeo-Christian uh, morals and teachings. You I don't have to believe in God to agree that not killing people, as one of the Ten Commandments says, "Thou shalt not yeah. kill," uh, is mean, a good outside thing. Outside of religion, the Ten Commandments is a great list. So don't don't it's not every religion you know there are religions all over this world only this part of the world has this type of uh of, of government and code of ethics uh so don't minimize that it's right. it's not something that you can well, and, and everybody to tries it, to do that to be either, inclusive but it's not an inclusive thing 
so my point is, is that we need a strong moral base or we need swift, fair, fair, but swift, quick justice. One or the other. Not ha and right now we, we're kicking out religion of everything and we don't have justice, fair justice. So our system is trapped. Our system does not last like this. Our system is very unfair when you have people that are running it that have no morals and don't care about justice. It's become weaponized. And that's what we have right it's now. It's become weaponized. It is yeah. absolutely weaponized. And and that's one of the most important points of tonight's conversation. And we've talked about it before. I mentioned the De Tocqueville quote. He mentioned, because Thomas Jefferson said something similar, but liberty cannot be established without morality, nor morality without faith. If you don't have people that have a good, solid moral compass, you can't have a free society. That's exactly what he, that says, and it's right. exactly true. And that's why right now we are defaulting to the least among us. That's why, as you showed last night in one of the clips you showed, you've got vans pulling up to stores and people going in and filling shopping carts up with crap and pulling it out and throwing it in and driving off, and they think that's okay. Society, in many cases, now thinks that's okay. You can't have a free society where that is allowed. You can't. Yeah, I think, and that's just one small example of the, of the whole thing. I think we're dangerously close to uh, vigilanteism starting to happen, death wish style vigilanteism. I mean, people are getting pissed about that stuff, and and it's and it's closing down stores. I mean, like we said uh, last night, with twenty something Walgreens in in San Francisco shut down. Yeah. Instead of you know arresting people, but that's because they don't have the government support with the DA and the the, the system has collapsed and Frisco is what's happened. But it's going to get to the point where it's vigilanteism. It's going to be you know what don't, don't touch my store in my neighborhood. Well, Screw that's, you. Uh, you. Try try because, this at a Korean grocer or a Korean store. You know I mean you know try. Yeah. There's some people well, that just won't won't put up with it and. Uh, that's, uh, that's yeah, going to be It was the only happen. neighborhood that did not burn in the Rodney King riots was right. Koreatown. Yep. Only the only neighborhood that did not burn because they stood up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Because they knew Good what it was them. like to lose everything. Yep. Good for them. They came from their country that was war-torn. Yeah, they came from nothing. They built up something. They weren't going to let somebody steal it and destroy it uh, you know, in front of them. You know, I just, I just built a catio today. $5,000 catio today for a cat. For a, a a man who was uh he's he was our age he's our age, uh who retired bought his first home. He's a dishwasher. He was a dishwasher all of his life. Made his money in the restaurant industry. Made his money. Put in the stock market. Put in the stock market. Put in the stock market. Was able to retire two years ago. A dishwasher. That's how great America is. Yeah. That's how great this country is. Mm -hmm. And he was able to buy a home in a really nice neighborhood. Really nice home. I'm, I'm not talking like you know Beverly Hills Mansion, but just a really nice neighborhood. Yep. And he was able to spend money on his cats that he wanted to spend as a dishwasher in America, able to invest his money, grow it, buy some stuff, and then he's now retired. Yeah. That's how great this country it is. is. And, we're, and we're pissing it away because we're bored. Brian, you're absolutely right. Uh, morals are white, and that's racist, and that's exactly what we're talking about because that's what they've defined yeah. them as, and they're, they're so therefore they're defaulting uh, to allow other ideologies take the place of those morals because it's white and it's racist, and we're falling apart because of it. That's exactly the problem. You know, treating people yeah. and you know treating each do? other civilly and with respect. If that's white, so be it. Let it be white. 
the rest of the world should take that example. If it's white, if it's black, if it doesn't matter what it is, whatever it is, it's an example that everyone should live by, regardless of its origin, regardless of the culture that it comes from. It should be everybody's culture. Yeah, because it's fed more people in this world. It's lifted up people's lives. America is the beacon on the hill. We still are to this day. As screwed up as we are right now, we're still the best place. That's why they keep coming. That's why they keep coming. But the one great unifier of Marxism is we're all equally in the ditch. Shared misery. Is that it's all about want? shared misery. Shared misery. You know, I, what What do you... The... These, the, the, the uh, I don't want to just pick on the inner cities because there are some really white trash trailer parks that are just as bad as the projects of the inner city. The lower class that, that are run by authoritarian Democrats for the last hundred years, what they're doing is not going to improve the people that they lord over. All What they're doing, all it's going to do is take the rest of us that have worked our asses off and bring us down to their level. That's what's happening. We are not bringing the poor inner city people, the, 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 white, the poor white trash that lives in the trailers and, you know, wherever. We're not bringing them up to our level, giving them a hand up, making their lives better. All that's happening is if you look at the numbers, is we're draw the, the middle class is getting poorer and poorer, and we're becoming poorer, the poor class, which is what the elites want. And we keep on this because we're bored at home and we got, you know, we still have electricity, we still have internet, and the cupboards are still kind of full of food. Okay, I'm just going to keep my head down. I'm just going to, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. It's scary. I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to go out no, and do anything. No, it's worse than that. It's worse than it's, that. Because they feel that way, because the, as you described them, they go out and vote for a candidate who is for climate change, and they don't look at all the other issues that that candidate's for. They don't look at all the other, or it's abortion. It's, you know, it's a one or two issue vote. And they don't recognize that what they're bringing in is a whole rat's nest of of shit that is going to destroy society because they wanted to vote for somebody who talks about climate change or abortion or whatever it happens to be. And that's the problem. These people vote by, you know, single issue voters, they are single cause voters. And like, uh, you know, even uh, Larry said it tonight, you've, or maybe you said it, somebody said it, you've got this coalition of people. <laughs> you've got this coalition of people, all, all single issue voters voting on different things but that coalition is held together with scotch tape and bubble gum, and eventually they're going to all start fighting amongst themselves, too. They kind of already are. They kind of already are, yeah. They do. And, and they do walk and lockstep pretty well, though. It's amazing to me. It is. It is amazing. But that's right now. But eventually it won't, it won't be like that. And again, my, I always, these single-issue voters, okay, so you blow this country up because you're a one-person voter or one issue voter, when this country blows up, what's going to happen to that issue? We're not going to give two shits. Yeah, about no, it. that's exactly right. When you can't feed yourself, meal coming when you from. can't feed yourself, the last thing you're going to be thinking about is how much CO2 you're emitting. I mean, it's just so stupid. Yeah. The whole thing is imbecile. And as Dr. Wrightstone proved with actual data, we are a CO2 starved planet. We need more. That's right. So let's fire up some coal plants. That's right. I mean, the uh, Americans are so spoiled. We have no idea what it's like to go through ro rolling brownouts like they do in the Middle East. Those countries that are in Africa, the third world countries. Oh, we only have power for four hours a day. 
You know, so don't open the refrigerator. Oh, wait, we don't have a refrigerator because we're a third world country. That's what we're going to. I know. Wait till you don't have a refrigerator. You know, all <laughs> the diabetics know. are going to die. I know. The You know, uh, you, know uh, you got to go shopping every day. Every day. It's part of your routine. You go to work, you make your little pittance, and then you got to go shopping because you have no way of keeping the food fresh. Yeah. And June. I can't wait to watch the American. Go ahead. Go ahead. June in the uh, YouTube chat said that uh, so many people that come here today, because you're talking about people still come here. So many that come here today are not looking for the American dream, but they're looking for handouts. And that's why they carry their flags yep. and they refuse to learn our laws, our language, and our traditions. And June is absolutely right when you've got a government that's basically saying, sure. Come on over here. Free hospital care, free uh, education, free checks to help you find, you know, for pay your rent. I mean, that's what they're doing. When my family came here, the Italians came over here. They landed here with whatever money they had in their pocket and whatever clothes they had on their back, and they were just let loose. Not let loose, but they just had to go out and figure it out. They just they didn't get anything. And they did figure it out, and they were proud to become Americans. They were they were no longer Italians. They were Americans. And if you called them an Italian, they say, no, I'm an American. That's how proud they were. And they were successful. They were hard-ass workers. They, did, uh, they started businesses. They uh, provided for their families, very strong family uh, systems, and uh, they excelled. In America, they live the American dream. Anybody that wants to come do it that yeah. way, I am in support of. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the problem we got, though, JV, is that so the boomer generation is is retiring out and dying out, quite honestly. Um, and then the next generation below them is is what the X the X generation is that what we are? Are we Xers? I never I Xers? never know what how that works. Yeah. We talked about it on the show once, like, yeah. and I don't remember. I just don't can't keep it straight. Yeah, but Gen Xers. But the I guess. reality, the, the the problem we're having is, yeah, the Gen Xers, the Gen Xers, and the the Boomers are aging, retired, should be retired out a long time ago, but they're starting to die out because um, they're in their seventies, and then uh, and then there's us, and we're get we're getting to that age where it's retirement time. The problem is the millennial generation, which is the millennial, the generation that is spoiled, uh, never really known for not to to go with. They've never gone without. They've always gotten whatever they've wanted. They've gone through the indoctrination of the public school system, K through 12. They've gone through the universities, which are we, we now know are indoctrination systems. And they've graduated from that, and they've become entry-level jobs, and they've worked up to middle management. Now they're in that middle management. And that's what we're seeing in these newsrooms, in the, at these newspapers, which ones that are left, or these online rags, these online blog posts, is that there are people that genuine, that truly do not like this country. They think we're all racist. They don't accept where we came from because they went through the indoctrination camp of the Sololinsky education system that they've been fighting. Sololinsky has been fighting for since the 60s, and they're starting to get in control of stuff. And what happens like this judge in the Rittenhouse case? You know, when, when he retires, the guy that's going to take his place is that prosecutor who doesn't give a shit about the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, who is doing all this funky stuff just because he's a, he's a politician. We. We as a country are headed in a direction that is so insane because the millennials that went through the indoctrination camps are starting to take over. Now, my question is, is do does this country blow up, spin out, blow apart, and now we have, you know, 50 different countries, the state borders basically, before they really get full control and, and bring in the authoritarian China style? 
system? Or, I mean, do they get to that point or do we blow apart first? That's what I'm wondering what's going to happen. And tune in to tomorrow make night to the answer to that question. It it. Man, you don't stop. <laughs> God, you just go and go and I'm go. on a roll. You're like a, the Energizer bunny over there. What not? And I've had no sugar. Jeez. How dare you? <laughs> uh, a big thank you to Par5 in our Foxhole chat for the cookie. Thanks so much for that. And the oh, the, yeah. the, the the kind words. Uh, Par 5 says, love the show. So thank you for that as well. All right. We're going to call it for tonight. Tomorrow night, thank we've you. got uh, the round, uh, the um, Independence Gang, not the Patriots Roundtable. We've got the four folks, Britt and I and two others, for tomorrow night. And looking forward to that because we have to talk about what Joe Biden said today in his speech. Oh, my God. And anybody else, I can't, I, I can't if believe anybody it. else had said that, he would they that person, especially like Donald Trump or a Republican, they would have been strung DeSantis. up. DeSantis, anybody would have been strung up by their heels in a public square. And uh Biden said it. Yeah. And we're gonna talk about it tomorrow night. And we won't uh, you probably know yeah, what and it is. And we have on tomorrow but. night we have yeah, tomorrow night we have the Colt of L and the uh Trump impersonator Sean. Oh nice. Oh, that's fun. That is our that is our show for tomorrow night. Sean is fun. Yeah. The Trump impersonation is so yeah, good. Yeah, Sean's a lot. Sean's uh, that impression is so amazing. Is so uh, one more time, the website is freedomwatchusa.org. The book is called uh, uh, It Takes a Revolution, which is a play on It Takes a Village, which is kind of cute. It Takes a Revolution. Um, what did I do with my sheet here? What's the rest of the title? The what did I do with the sheet? Uh... I don't know. I can't find it now. I just what, oh here it is. I'm releasing the scratchers. Okay. It takes a revolution. Scratchers have been released. Forget the scandal industry. So, uh, okay. Let me it release. Basically, saying turn the media off. Turn the media off and walk away. Because yeah. the media is. I, I truly believe that if we had you're going to start over. Media, I'm ending powerful. the program, and you're going to start yeah. the, start over again. Yeah, basically. Well, you're, you're releasing the lemons. I'm giving you time to you're release. Done. I was vamping lemons, for you as you lemons. as you leaned away from the microphone. I was I was vamping like for a you. professional. Wow, you're impressive. Very yeah. impressive. You're learning. You're learning. I don't know about that. Grasshopper, but... you're learning. <laughs> I'm gonna give you some golf clap. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah, uh, we, we're dragging this out. Thanks, everybody. If, if you haven't subscribed to multiple platforms, please do. Please do. If YouTube, if we somehow survive YouTube after tonight's program, I will be amazed. Oh, man. Even though we are going to delete it from YouTube immediately. Please subscribe to the podcast, too. And if you're in one of the platforms and say, oh, I'm not worried about it. I, I watch on Fox. All, I don't have to worry about it. You're right. You don't. But please Go to the other platforms and give us some numbers there, too, to help uh, the show get uh, pushed to the top of the lists, you know, whatever whatever it happens to be. Sometimes those platforms glitch, and we don't There's that too. end up there for some There's reason. There's that, too, so. and also the podcast. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you like, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Pod, whatever the Google one is. I'm not even sure. Uh, JV's going to shit a Twinkie. Why am I going to shit a Twinkie? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about over here? Wow. What am I going to do? I don't know. I don't know. All is that, right. is that, is I don't, that YouTube? Yeah, it's in YouTube. I don't know what they're talking about, but apparently something's going to make me shit a uh, Maybe because I'm driving you nuts. Yeah, you are driving me nuts. Jeez. Jeez.